we took this thing of like bit of a downer. Mm. We'd have to cut this trip short. And we took something as simple as some batteries <laughs> dying and then came out with something that is now been listened to by hundreds of thousands of people yeah. and it's kind of is fulfilling to have out in the world you think that's why songwriting is so fantastic you can you know an hour earlier we didn't have it and an hour later we had this song yeah um that's why i love songwriting welcome to the musician secrets podcast today i have isaac tyler with me um welcome Thank you very much for having me. How are you? Yeah, doing good, doing good. Um, how are you good. doing? I'm good, thank you. Yes, I'm good. Um, with all everything going on, I'm I'm all right, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I think <laughs> the you know, <laughs> they're crazy times. I mean, as good as it can be at the moment, right? But um, for sure, yeah. <laughs> it's it's really cool because I um I taught I had George Holiday on here um. A month ago now. <laughs> oh, sweet! Have you talked to George? Yeah, I've had him on. Oh, nice. I've not, I'm not picked up on that. I didn't know you had. Oh, amazing! No, That's cool. No, no, no. Yeah, I talked. I had him. Um, his episode came out probably like three or four weeks ago now. So it's. Oh, it's sweet! I love listening to that. Um. Yeah. So I um. That's. I found him through a playlist. So I found okay. free. I found on the playlist, and I'm like, this is an awesome song. So I reached out. <laughs> Um, to George and to you as well. Um, George was a little bit faster with the with the replies I had him <laughs> um, first, but eventually, you know, we we got to chat a little bit as well. And now I'm excited that you're on here, so I get to have two sides of the story. So I got to have amazing George George perspective, and now I get to have you on here. So I'm I'm very stoked uh, that yeah. Awesome. Oh, that's cool. You're you're talking with me now. <laughs> <laughs> for, for those that know um don't know who you are um mm. yeah where are you from uh tell you tell us your story what got you into songwriting and basically to where you are now awesome so i'm um I'm 24 from the uk i live in the north of england um and i'm a singer and a songwriter um and i'd say i've been writing and performing and a singer for five or six years been writing songs kind of properly writing songs for maybe four of those years um took me a couple of years i did that normal thing of gigging covers playing your pub shows and stuff and then kind of wrote songs on the side but i kind of say i seriously started taking songwriting a serious thing and i think started getting better right about four years ago and just been writing songs ever since performing writing for myself other people and yeah and now um 24 um not 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 particularly busy at the moment <laughs> for, uh, for obvious reasons but still doing still doing little bits obviously not as much as i'd like to do because um yeah. <clears throat> one of my main things that i've done the last couple of years is, is sessions with people so being in rooms with people yeah. something i love doing and obviously at the moment um not really doable but um yeah that's kind of a very brief <laughs> history of me i guess yeah that's what, what was the moment where you said you know what music is what I want to do because you know it's not a very you know cool thing to, like it's it's really when I told everyone oh I got I'm going to England I'm going to study popular music performance I'm going to be a songwriter and all that mm. everyone like the responses were like 
what are you going to do with a music degree? Like, why aren't you getting a safe job? Yeah, yeah, All yeah. that crap. <laughs> right? It's not get a like, real job, eh? Yeah, get a real job. Like, what the heck are you doing <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. in your life, basically? <clears throat> you know, it's not like a, a, a safe job to have, whatever mm. that means. Um, so what, what was the moment um, for you where you had that turning point? Is like, okay, I need to do this. Mm. I think um, music and performing and being creative and writing has always been something I've just loved. It's always just been something I've just loved to do from a really young age, whether that was just like performing or singing or acting or writing creative stories and stuff, just anything kind of creative and that side of things. So it's always been something I've just loved to do. Mm. And then I kind of, I mean, it was, I was probably, I started, it's when I started gigging when I was younger, kind of like 16, 17, and really started to just, just fell in love with it really. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, then there was kind of like, I didn't even need to think about it. <laughs> it wasn't, the one was like, wasn't like a, a, a switch. So I went, right, this isn't going to want to do it. Kind of just like, well, yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, it's just, yeah. it was kind of just, yeah. Um, but but I feel you like it's, it's especially with the, I think I see that the songwriting and being a singer are kind of quite, obviously they're the same thing because I'm a singer songwriter, but I think yeah. they're quite different things as well. I think yeah. the songwriting's even more, the songwriting's even more of a, like, um, what's, you can get up on a stage and sing, right? And if you can sing, you can sing, you know, but songwriting's this weird, strange thing where sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And you, a lot of the time you can't put your finger on why that worked and that didn't. And yeah. It's such a strange kind of dark art sometimes with your songwriting. To a point where, yeah, I can kind of see why some people on the outside who don't write songs just go, what? You, you do what? <laughs> and it's just like, you just like, yeah. But um, yeah, I think it's just always kind of been a thing. I've always loved being creative and, and, and making creative things. And so it's just always been something I've loved to do for, for, since I can remember really being creative. That's cool. Yeah, sometimes, it, I mean, sometimes it's a... It's a switch that goes off sometimes it's just a gradual mm. thing it just depends that's why i just like to ask uh because you of never course, know yeah. you know some people are like oh you know it's just obvious that i'm gonna make music mm. for my life they never had that barrier of you know people doubting that right so it's mm. just, a, you know, just something they've always wanted to do but you know so that's uh you know i have to admit i think i've been very lucky in sense because i do obviously you know yourself being a creative and a songwriter a singer you you're, you're friends with lots of other like-minded people because you meet them yeah. through work and stuff and and hearing about and you said yourself you had some people kind of a bit um what's that, uh when you like you go and study songwriting kind of just not understanding it and yeah. not and i have to admit i've been incredibly lucky i think throughout my life to really not come up against that too much in mm. in uh, my family's very supportive of it and, and the creative themselves a lot of creative friends and stuff and I'm, I've been really lucky so I know people do come up against that kind of like oh, yeah all right do that for two years and then go get a real job you know yeah, kind of, yeah. that just absolutely dismissing of it yeah and I've been very lucky in a sense I've never really had to come up against that and I'm very fortunate with that because I know a lot of people do mm. come up against that and I can imagine that makes it even harder but then also maybe fuels an extra bit of um determination right if people say you can't do it then you want to prove them wrong so yeah exactly <laughs> but yeah I have been lucky in a sense I've never really had people really kind of been like oh you know really dismissive of it which has been nice because I know a lot of people do have that so yeah mm. yeah it definitely it definitely you know made me want to go like I'll show you what I'm gonna do with that you know? right I bet and I think sometimes it's um yeah. I'm sure it still wasn't a nice thing to experience people kind of 
completely dismissing your aspirations and your dreams but like you said some you know give you that fire sometimes go right well, I'll, I'll show you then i'll yeah. go and do it and then see me in three years i'll see in a bit like exactly, exactly. yeah yeah no i mean don't get me wrong my parents were always super supportive like they mm. they were the ones they were like you know if you want to do that we'll support you if you, this mm. is really something you want to do and want to take seriously then we stand sure. behind you but you know it's just everything kind of out of that zone you know all those mm. and then people trying to look in they it just showed me how little they knew about the music industry and about you know music in general and um yeah anyways but that's kind of cool if you know you could just um do what you love without having constantly explain why <laughs> yeah 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 it's no it's um i do know that there's plenty of people that don't have that luxury of constantly getting questioned why and constantly have to like validate their aspirations and it's like you shouldn't have to validate your aspirations to anyone if you want to do it you'll do it <laughs> you know yeah. it's uh, yeah but it's a strange one isn't it i think creative industries have that more than than anything yeah. where you know kind of people people consume music every day whether it's through listening to a song or a movie or they walk into a shop and there's music playing everything is intrinsic yeah. with music yet so many people don't understand and respect the process of it yeah. and it's like they'll they'll completely consume it without thinking where it's come from but then yeah. go oh songwriter get a proper job it's like <laughs> but you listen to music exactly. <laughs> you can't you can't say it's people are lots of people are quite naive i think to the, the industry i think yeah 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 let, let, let's talk a little bit about the process that you know the work that mm. goes into a song um, i really i mean i found you know george holiday and you through young and free and um, mm. got to then listen to your stuff as well and you know all drained out that just how long has has it been out it hasn't been out that long it's like your um that will be so young and free was the last one me and george released together um that was mid 2020 so all drained out has been out, I think it's about a year oh, uh, next okay. month, I think. So it's been out around just under a year, it's all drained out. Yeah, it's been doing great. Like, I've kind of yeah. followed the journey and everything. So, and all drained out, and Young and Free were the ones you you both wrote and probably produced as well with George Holiday, right? Yeah, so George has been like a collaborator of mine for, for years. We've become friends writing music and we became kind of best friends, really. And he, a couple of years ago, set a challenge and he um basically <laughs> describing this challenge in like quite short time not to speak it sounds like what basically what did he he, he converted a um a bus into like a camper in a studio yep. um so a studio on wheels and then had this idea to go and set off for six months around europe meeting up with followers and people who enjoyed his music and his content and write music with them and create music with them along the way and because uh, me and him were kind of uh, we're really good friends and we collaborate like I joined for a lot of that trip um so there's a there's, there's a lot of songs at the beginning that me and him wrote together so Aldred Doubt's one of them young and free we wrote just me and him right at the start mm-hmm. um obviously I'm the vocalist on them as well and then we I joined for much of the trip around Europe where we would meet up with with different people every week and write songs with them and, and um which was just like I'm amazed I've always we've always said this me and George together amazed at how well it went because <laughs> yeah. when we look back at it we go oh, there was so many there was so much room for it not to go well and I can yeah. honestly say every musician every session we came out with something really good and valuable and decent 
I was just like, looking back, I was like, you could do that number 10 times and I don't think you'd hit that sweet spot. We just did. And it's really nice because All Drained Out is a song that me and George wrote together right at the beginning of the trip. Mm-hmm. Um, and we wrote it in just in an evening together. Um, and we did, I did the vocals that night. And then we just knew it was a, we knew it was a good track and just just put it on the put it on the shelf for time to release and and that song's really it's the it's the most attention I've ever had for a song and the most attention George's ever had for a song as well mm-hmm. um, and it was we released it right at the beginning of the lockdown really mm-hmm. <laughs> which yeah. was quite um, I think that probably helps I think everyone was sat inside <laughs> on Spotify probably but. Um, that the response I've never quite had a track that's had like a response like that and to actually yeah. get something back from a track that much and that's been lovely and a, a new kind of chapter for my songwriting to really get validation for it which has been great mm. um so yeah that's a bit of history I guess in the context of some of the songs that yeah. are out there with kind of me as a songwriter um sorry I don't even know if I answered your question then I just completely <laughs> so went what off was the, what, <laughs> so what how what was the process like like um, did you write the song first? Because it's it's like a it's a beautiful ballad where it's mm. I, I assume George is playing the keys probably. George playing piano, yeah. Yeah, and then you did the vocals. So that's that's pretty much it, right? It's just keys and vocals. I didn't really hear nothing else, anything else, and it's no just amazing. Like the lyrics are Thank great. You. Like it's so it just gets you, just grabs you and pulls you into the story that you're telling. So. Did, mm. did um did you write was it more of a co-writing or did you come in with the idea or did George you know play the piano and you just kind of see where it went or how how did that happen like from zero to where it is now it was completely um so basically we to give a bit of context to what the song was written about yeah we've been staying on his bus down in Brighton on um we were we were doing some songwriting with some people and the batteries on his bus kept going flat and it was the middle of winter and we kept having to sleep in like minus two and it was it was freezing we had to cut this trip short and we came back we came back up north and um we were just sat and he's just started playing piano and then we were talking about the batteries that they were all drained out <laughs> um, and <we're, laughs> we were a bit kind of like <laughs> we were a bit kind of annoyed that we'd have to cut this trip short and been able to meetings that we missed and stuff and some sessions so we just it was like I think it was just in the evening I think we just had dinner or something and he started playing piano and then we just it, honestly it was one of them that was like kind of 20 minutes and it was written and he he did the keys and I kind of did the melodies and, and we, we worked together on the melodies and then mm. um, wrote the lyrics and then just added the vocal and that was it when it was done but the essence of it is about some batteries on a bus. <laughs> um, that's that's the conception of it, I guess, which is always funny to say, but it's true. <laughs> that is so cool. That is so cool. I would have <laughs> never thought when you listen to the song, it's not a dead ass No way. I, <laughs> I don't know if it's, I don't know if it kind of, um, I've always, I'm always conflicted whether to tell people about it because it's like, then when people listen to it, they go, just about some, and it's not just about some bus batches, obviously, there are other things in there, but that was kind of the inspiration for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think, I think in itself, like, that is why songwriting is so good, right? Because it's, we took this thing of like, bit of a downer, mm. we'd have to cut this trip short, and we took something as simple as some batteries <laughs> dying, and then came out with something that is now been listened to by hundreds of thousands of people yeah. and 
is kind of is fulfilling to have out in the world. You think that's why songwriting is so fantastic. You can, you know, an hour earlier we didn't have it, and an hour later we had this song. Yeah. Um, that's why I love songwriting. Mm. That's cool. That's that, that's my favorite part about just songwriting is that you never know what's going to happen. You never know when mm. you're going to be writing the next song. You never know when that inspiration is going to hit you. And when, where, how, and every song is different. Like I never wrote one song twice, like the same way. Mm. Twice. Never happened to me. <laughs> like it's always no. different. And I love stories like that because, you know, <laughs> you can see how little stuff like that can just trigger something. And then you're like, boom, their inspiration hits. And that's when you need to like write it down, you mm. go and do it because I've made the mistakes a couple of times that I can kick myself in the butt for that is, you know, I'd be like, oh, I'll write it later. I'll remember. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Write later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? And that's the worst thing that you can do because whenever that hits, you need to be ready. You need to be re just recorded or somehow get it down on a piece of paper. And um, that it needs to happen now and not, you know. Absolutely. I cannot agree with that more. I think there's, I'm like I'm I'm the exact I've done I've times where I've gone, oh well, I've got that melody idea, I'll record it down later. And it's like, yeah, there's just something when your brain's doing that and it's coming up, you need to listen to it, don't you? And kind of just go, nope, something good's happening, just stop doing what you're doing and, yeah. and write it. Um yeah, but again, I mean, what a strange, <laughs> what a strange art songwriting is for that. It's it's I don't know about yourself, but I mean I've had sometimes it's just you just sometimes don't come out with things yeah you know sometimes it just isn't clicking and yeah. um i think there are ways to get around that mm. um and things and and, and i think you I think it's different for everyone but i've certainly learned tricks and ways to kind of try help flesh stuff out if i'm not quite feeling but sometimes you just don't feel it <laughs> and yeah. um and that can be really frustrating as well I've, I've definitely had that before where um you're always trying too hard then yes um yeah. i don't know how i don't know if you would agree with that you know sometimes, oh, just, sometimes you need to actually just I'll just write a song then I don't know if you ever do that like I sometimes have where I'm trying to find out the next great idea and then soon as I I should just write a song yeah <laughs> and if it's good it's good if it's not just just, but just write it just get um yeah just get it out yeah that's what yeah just get it out <laughs> yeah no I think I think my problem was is that I thought it was normal that songs just come to you you know, they just mm. have that inspiration and it happens all the time and you write it down and you record it and you have a hit song and it's just easy, it just comes. And mm. that's not what happens. That is like mm. maybe one time out of a hundred that happens. Sure. Right? It's not the norm. And I thought, you know, only if you're super talented, that happens to you. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. The case. It's not the case. It does happen. And those are the good songs. And for those, you need to be ready. But, you know, if you're doing this on a regular basis, you can't always wait for that inspiration to come. So you kind of, like you said, you kind of need to know some tricks to kind of mm. trigger that, uh, that emotional kind of outburst. Uh, for, for sure. Kind of <clears throat> right. Um, so. Mm. I don't know if there, there are a couple of tricks that you use to kind of get those creative pieces going or... Um... I think I've always had, um, especially for, so say if I've got into like a session, so mm -hmm. if I'm just writing by myself, then 
um, I'm all, I guess, I guess there's, there's less pressure to produce because you kind of go, well, I'll just come back to this later. But say if like you're in a session, yeah, you're either writing for yourself or someone else, mm. there's an onus on you to, to produce something, right? I mean, yeah. you're doing it as your job. Yeah. And that's why, that's when you can get even more nerve-wracking. So I think I've always had it, is if you can always have something on the back burner to bring in, just just almost like a fail-safe. It doesn't have to be the most amazing thing, but something that if it's just not, there's not anything quite happening in the room, you can go, well, I've just got this idea. I'll just throw this out here. Yeah. And just having something um, on the back burner is always good. Yeah. And that's helped <laughs> in times and kind of saved the odd session, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, just having something kicking about. I don't know about you. Do you have any kind of yeah. tips and tricks you use? Yeah. No, I, d- I have like a little booklet um, just, mm. just on my phone. And so whenever I have an idea or, um, you know, then I, or just a song title, sometimes that's just enough. Um, mm. That's just enough. Like, so it'll, <laughs> if you're looking because I took like a little songwriting uh, crash course and it basically mm. says exactly how to cure writer's block is literally just to keep looking out for those you'll be watching a movie and there'll be two or three words in there and that'll be a song title and that song title will then inspire you to write a song you'll be in a conversation sure. and this happened to me so many times we'll have to like in the middle of a conversation be like give me a minute and I'll get my phone <laughs> and I'll type in this and it basically, oh, it sounds like a song, right? Yeah. So uh, just give me a minute. Boom, that can be a song yeah. title, right? So when and sometimes that, it can be in front of you and you're not even seeing it and it's, totally. it's just been out to, yeah, for sure, for sure. But especially in conversations, you'll have, you know, so many ideas then because you're now specifically looking for them. You're not just kind of mm. waiting and sitting for inspiration to hit now you're being active and you're constantly looking you're going to listen to a song and there'll be a phrase in there that you're like "Ooh, i like that boom inspiration you'll watch mm. a movie boom inspiration you'll have a conversation boom inspiration like whatever it is at advert it, it can come from anywhere so if you're like specifically looking for those that's kind of not completely cured it, but at least mm. I'll have like my my phone. So if I'm stuck, I'm like, okay, let's just look up something here. <clears throat> Boom. Nine times out like of 10, there'll be something in there. It's almost like not, like you said, it's not, you're not waiting for creativity to just pour down. And it's kind of almost getting a few steps ahead of it and having yeah. a few things in your arsenal to try help that. Because like you said, it's not, Nine out of ten times, it's not just that you sat there and then this this, um, this idea just presents itself. You yeah, know? exactly. A lot of the time, it's you do have to. It might be work you've put in three weeks before by just going, oh, that and that. No, I like that. That's, I like that. Mm, yeah, I mean that's just. I mean that's one of many, but that's probably the most effective. I think it's very simple. Mm. You just kind of have to train that muscle. Just kind of train your brain and be like, sounds like a song. Yeah, like, sure. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, it kind of ruins you because you're just constantly there, like, oh, sounds like, sounds like, you know. You're just talking to, talking to your friends all the time. You're like, oh, hang on, hang on, just two minutes. Let me tell you. Here we go. Another song, is it? Yeah, I kind of, I love my friends. But yeah, it happens. Well, that's what you got. It's what you got to do, isn't it? I mean, it's, you know, it's, if, yeah, it's what you got to do. And again, it's another, it's that another tiny aspect, I guess, of why being a songwriting creative can feel sometimes a bit like people just don't understand because mm. from the outside, it's just like, 
kind of like, well, you write that, but it's like, trust me, <laughs> just trust me, just let me write this down. I'll be, I'll be two minutes, all right. You know, it's, it's, yeah, but that's cool. I, I think, I think, yeah, I think having stuff in your back pocket, in your arsenal to just use is incredibly valuable, incredibly valuable. Yeah. Totally. 100% agree. Um, what would you say makes a good song for you? Um, oh, oh, what a question. Um, I think if it makes you feel something, whatever that is, yeah. like whether if it, if it's a ballad, if it makes you feel a sense of um, belonging to something or it, it speaks to you in some way or it just makes you cry or it just, oh, you know, if it's on the other side, if it's an upbeat song, if it makes you want to to dance or go out and spend time with your friends. Um, not the moment, lockdown, but, you know, after. <laughs> um, I think as long as it makes you feel something and, um, and evokes some sort of emotion, whether that's whatever, happiness, sadness, um, um, nostalgia, anything. Um, and I think, I think every song has the ability to do that. Um, and I think, it, oh, I think, and then I think that drives from being written from a from some place of like realness, whatever that is. So some some honesty um, at the start of that process, and then makes that song so much more relevant or appealing to people further down the line. You know, so I think as long as it makes you feel something, I think that's yeah. a good song. Yeah, totally agree, one hundred percent. That's I always mm. say, if, it, if you don't feel it, don't play it. And that's my only rule. Mm. And that's. <laughs> That, yeah. If, what's the point of a song if, if you can't feel or connect with it, right? Exactly. That is, I love it. What's the point of it then? <laughs> yeah. If it doesn't make you feel something, what's the point of it? Yeah. I tell you, because that's what that's what music is. Yeah. Music is 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 there to to make you feel. Um. Yeah. 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 To I totally agree. How, how? What do you think is like? How important do you think is your your attitude when you're in general when you're writing or as an artist like your mindset about you know creating something i think it's really important to not get too far ahead of the process i think it's really easy to say say you're in a session you're sitting down to write a song and you've got a melody and before you've even written any sort of a structure you're already thinking well how would this sound with, with that and that and I think it's good to try and map out a song. I think a lot of the time, I don't know about yourself, but as soon as I start writing, I can already start to hear how I think it should sound. Yeah. But going, well, will people like this? And is that relatable enough? And or is that, you know, I think just it's important not to get too far ahead and mm -hmm. try think too many, you know, will people like this? Is this relevant? Is this one step at a time? I think that's that's a way to help kind of that mindset style of like, write the song first, and then worry about everything else after. Yeah. yeah. Um, and on the, you know, pleasing people or feeling like you're judged, or whatever. I think just write the song yeah. and then you can do what you want with that song. You can never show it to a single person if you don't want. <laughs> um, but just write it. Just yeah. write it. Mm. <laughs> it seems so simple. Like now that you say, <laughs> yeah, no. just write <laughs> the dang thing. Just write it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so true and it seems it's so easy I put it's so easy to say though isn't it right and yeah. you could say it a thousand times but it's so much harder when you're in then that position yeah. when you're like it, it's 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 so much easier said than done but I think it is right is that's the truth but it's yeah putting that to practice can be hard mm -hmm. 
No, I mean, that's the thing is like, I think that when, when we kind of write it out, we think everyone's going to see it when. Yeah. 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 Not, it, that's like, you can get it out, just write it. Who cares if it's a good or a bad song? That's totally objective to the listener. Um, you mm. don't know how it's going to go until you put it out there. Right. And you know, it's, duh like just write it yeah. and then decide yeah. what you're gonna do with it maybe no one, yeah. maybe you're never gonna release it maybe it's just a song for you maybe it's just a song for you might never for... play it to a single human being you might be the only one who ever hears that but that in itself what a wonderful thing that is in itself you know just and take pride in that that there's a song out there that you've written with and you're the only one who's ever heard it and who's ever gonna hear it that's nice in itself you know take joy and pleasure in that that's cool um and yeah, then God's the next one. <laughs> it's the simple things, right? It's uh, <laughs> sometimes it's just simple as that. <laughs> and, um, but it's it's easy, like I say, it's easy to say. It's, it's it's much harder to put into practice. I know, but yeah. <laughs> no, I totally get it. I've never heard anyone say that before. So it's uh, yeah, but it's it's so simple. Um, how, mm. how what do you think is like the biggest misconception? Um, in the music industry or when it comes to songwriting? I'm not sure. It's a good question. The biggest misconception. I think maybe people think it's much more um, like linear than it is. Mm -hmm. Like you're either like, well, you're a performer and you do this or you're a songwriter and you do this. And I think maybe people probably have an idea what a producer is or a songwriter, where actually in practice, those lines are much more blurred in the industry. Yeah. Rolls out that, you know, you have people who produce, who write, who perform, who, MD and they'll do everything and they've got fingers in pies everywhere. I think maybe that's one. What what would you what do you think? What do you think the Mickey's kind oh of misconceptions? Oh my gosh, there's so many. I don't even know where to start, but I think <laughs> I mean one is this all or nothing mentality where you're like either either next Beyonce or the next Ed Sheeran or Taylor Swift or, yeah. or Billie Eilish or whatnot, or you're this poor starving musician. Like yeah, so yeah, that's a, yeah it's so extreme and nobody there's there's so much room in between and there are so many like george holiday there there's mm. just so get creative in the way you're making your music and sure you don't need to be signed in order to make it whatever that yeah means. i mean i think it's um the biggest like portion of musicians out of every musician are kind of middle musicians right who just yeah, exactly. who make a living off music yeah. that is the biggest portion of musicians like those top tier if you like kind of people who have made it are like the one percent mm -hmm. and then there's a lot of other who plenty of people who are maybe just starting out but actually the biggest portion are people who are just making a making a living off music yeah in any number of ways in, yeah. in, you know and in, in there's, in there's so many ways to do that in music just yeah. to make money yeah i mean there's so many options like you can be a session musician you can be you know you can be a producer you can be a songwriter you can just do mastering you can just do sync licensing for like yeah. like i said music is everywhere it's so hard yeah. not to make music like not to make <laughs> music because it's everywhere when you're working out when you're grocery shopping when you're um everywhere it's, it's just there it's everywhere and you want to tell me if i can't make money with it like i know i know I, I I just think as well, like music just makes everything better. Like, yes. Yes. like imagine being in a restaurant and there's no music on. It's mm -hmm. weird. Mm -hmm. It's weird. You can hear everyone's conversation. Obviously, you don't want the music 
plastic. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, in a restaurant, it just creates an atmosphere and it, it creates kind of like a layer of sound. Um, TV, movies, you know, if they didn't have music, they'd be well strange. <laughs> It'd just be pieces of, of film about music. The music creates the emotion. Yeah. Um, and I can think of very little situations that music doesn't make better. I'm sure there are some, um, but I can't think of many. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's true. It's it, we just have to start to rethink because you know through Apple that kind of or Spotify these streaming platforms you know where you can have all your songs in a pocket. Uh, mm. You know now you don't buy a CD anymore, right? So people are like, mm. oh no, we can't we can't make money. No, you just have to kind of rethink that situation like it's yes you might not make money off of a cd which you can still sell cds they still sell but it's not like mm. 20 years ago where everyone would just collect cds um but there's there's definitely a different way of making money in in the For sure and i think it's this really narrow-minded I need to get signed. 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 Like they just have mm. that, that tunnel vision. And that's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the only way they see is the feasible path. Yeah. Um, and that, I think it's probably, I wonder, I think maybe one of the things that was back like 15, 20 years ago, that really was how yeah. you were going to make any money. But exactly. like you said, it isn't these days. And I don't, what's, what's, like, what's your opinion on kind of Spotify and, and streaming platforms? What, what's what's kind of your overall opinion on them um i think they're good to um you know get to know new people and get to like know mm. new um for me as a music listener it's awesome for you as a mm. musician it's probably not as beneficial as mm. paid but like i said um it's very good for just to get your music out there and get heard especially on spotify i switched from itunes to spotify because itunes is very biased they only promote like the big artists at least that's yeah all yeah, yeah um so spotify really suggests musicians that are similar to my sound and not mm. how many followers they have and how many streams like that's not but on iTunes, that's what they do. They only mm. suggest the most popular ones. I'm like, I already know these. I want new people. Like, I want new people. I've like, heard of the Beatles. Yeah, yeah. I know who Ed Sheeran is. I knew how, you know, I, he, that's, um, so that's where Spotify, you know, kind of has, that's why I switch personally. Um, mm. But I, I have both, but my main thing I go to is always Spotify. That's like- Spotify. I listen to so for for a, as a private person i think that would be the best thing for a musician uh, from a musician perspective you know if you want to really be getting paid and stuff probably mm. not the best platform um if you really want to get into like the nitty-gritty and marketing stuff which is a completely new thing um the magic word is funnel mm. you know what a funnel is as in funneling people to yeah, so it's basically, it looks like a website, but it's not. Mm. So basically when, let's say you're selling your CD, right? Or mm. you give away your music for free because it's for free already out there, right? People can listen to it on, for free on Spotify. So why would you 
ask people to buy it. So this is what you would do. You in the first funnel page, which looks like a website, um, you would sell your music for free. So give me your email, which is important. Get an email. Right. Um, uh, get people's emails to follow up with them. So that basically they're exchanging their email for your music. Now that you have your email, you can follow up with them and start building a relationship with them there. Sure. Now, once they click on send me the song or order now, whatnot, now the next website page, which is the funnel, be like, hey, awesome, you bought my new single, uh, Young and Free. Um, I have mm. a new album coming out or is already out called so-and-so so now they can buy that album for nine pounds or for whatever you want to show so now that's called in marketing we call it an upsell and then once they buy that you can then upsell them for merch or whatever you want to do so now you're actually making money which you're not spotify is not made to make you money spotify no, no. to get listeners that's it so if you're trying to get paid as a musician from spotify forget it that's the wrong it's way just not the one is it no yeah so that's my um man that was kind of a long tangent on that one but but it's but it's interesting is it because it's like the industry's almost then adapted right to that they've gone right well this platform isn't particularly making money but it's doing this so yeah we go out and we fish for people you wheel yeah. them in and then you sell them stuff you know it's, yeah yeah you, can, I think you it's, have to adapt i think there's this kind of argument with, with artists and songwriters and stuff about streaming platforms not paying yeah. much. And I totally see on one side why artists and writers and producers feel they should be paid more. But mm -hmm. I'm also of another opinion of, so for example, All Drained Out, that me and George released, uh, as of, I think it, the last time we got it, it's on about 430,000 streams. Mm. Now we've not made tons of money off that. We've, we've done all right. Mm. I we would have not sold four hundred and thirty thousand copies if yeah. it was a single, right? Yeah. <laughs> no chance. No chance. Exactly. There was just no way that would have happened. Yeah. So we, in in turn, Spotify has has put us in front of people that we just wouldn't have been able to to yeah. to, to listen to our music, totally. and we've made a bit of money, mm -hmm. not a lot, but it's because we're not selling CDs at ten pounds because mm -hmm. we'd have sold. 100 <laughs> yeah, you know right. we, we it, yeah so it's a bit of give and take and i think and then like you said you can use then the audience you've gained from those streams and if they really like music guide them to be able to buy maybe gig, gig tickets or merch or so i think it's a bit of give and take and i think yeah. it's, it's a bit of a soundbite i think with with some songwriters and nice to just bash spotify go, oh they just don't pay enough but you think but it's not it's not quite as simple as that yeah yeah, that's, um, oh my gosh, I could go into music marketing forever because, oh gosh. But uh, anyways, that's what I realized that I needed to learn once I finished my music degree. I'm like, oh, okay, how do I get my music heard? So I had to kind of learn about music marketing. But if that's, you know, if you really want to get your music out there, then there's an amazing audio book. It's called The 4D Songwriter and 4d songwriter 4d songwriter so the four dimensional songwriter and it's this cool nice. Australian guy um and he talks exactly about that he's like if you try to fight that i want to get paid you know for yeah. that you what you're creating which 
you know, I get it. It's like telling, you know, people to <clears throat> sell a free guitar, right? It's, it's, um, yeah. you know, for some people see the value in that, but for, you know, through the entire streaming, everything has changed. And so if you fight that way, you're just going to hurt yourself. And he took the example. You'll just be left behind. You'll be behind. And, and he took yeah. the example from, ah, oh, what was the, what's the band? This really famous band. Uh, is, is it a metal band? Crap, I forgot. I just had it in my head. And then as I was- If it's a metal band, I probably can't help you. But... No, I, I'm not into metal bands. So that's why, that's why I probably said, but everyone knows the band. If you hear the name, uh, you'd, know them. you'd know them for sure. And basically- yeah at the time when this entire streaming thing was happening, you know, everyone was kind of downloading music, kind of, uh, mm. you know, on the, it wasn't allowed, but you just still did it anyway. Um, sure. That's what kind of the era where this was in. And so Napster was really popular. So they sued Napster um, for giving away basically their music for free and mm. they won they won and they sued Napster for like, I think 20 million or 15 million or something like that. So they made back a lot of money exactly from the thought, you know, this is our music, this is our property. We should be paid mm. for that. That means we didn't mm. sell those many albums because you've been giving it away for free, right? But then they, they won the court, but then they had so many fans bashing them. <laughs> And they yeah. their CDs, they're like, I'm done. Like, if this is what, you know, they had so many fans hate on them, burn their CDs and like swearing that they're never going to look again. So this is like the shift that we're going. So if you're actually um, trying to make money off of your free music, it's not going to mm -hmm. happen. You need to find different mm -hmm. ways of, you know, Spotify is great to have 450,000 people listening to your stuff. Like you said, you would have never mm. been never. able to sell that. <laughs> but no. you got no, people no, no, listening, no you know, you got them into the door. And now, like, here I am. I'm like, wow, that's awesome. I need to have it on the podcast. I'm going to put it on my playlist now, you know. And that's what that's, that's, all, that's what it is. It's just yeah. them steps. It's them steps. And yeah. totally agree. Totally agree. It's And it might not, hey, it might not. Sometimes that isn't the nicest thing for people to hear, right? It's kind of yeah. like, but it's, it's a, it sounds a bit harsh, but it, it's what it is. Yeah. Like you, it, it is what it is, and you either have to adapt to that and try to work your way around that. And if you like, you say if you fight it, you're not going to win. <laughs> you're yeah. not going to win. You've got to work ways around it and mm -hmm. and see the positives and address the other side. Yeah, totally agree. Mm -hmm. yeah I mean it was it hit me like it was like a punch in the face I'm like I'm putting in all this work and then you tell me to yeah it, you know but the cool thing is like all the modern marketing is telling you to do exactly <clears throat> that it's like take something your most valuable thing and give it away for free that's why sometimes when you scroll through Instagram they'll give away a book for free or they'll give mm -hmm. away an online course for free or something really valuable that you want for free so that gets you in the front door because then once they got your email, now they can follow up. Now they can build a connection with you. They can um, get in touch. And that's more valuable. Email is more valuable than the 10 songs you gave away. So oh, yeah. that's, everyone's catching on on that. So then once you give something away for free, 
now you upsell them on something that can be mm. merch that can be a vip ticket for your next show which you know right now is really but back even if you're feeling like backstage and walk them through the process like those if you have any video recordings of you on the bus that's a gold mine like people would i would pay for that <laughs> to be like i would love to be like on the you know behind the scenes of how that song happened and watch those um videos and stuff like that you could upsell those as well and i think we just kind of we we underestimate that what we think is normal to us like the process of writing the song for someone else that's valuable be like oh but how you know the the recordings from maybe you guys being on the bus and writing that would be um valuable to someone else but yeah i've been rambling for too much this is actually for you to talk oh no honestly i just i i love just having to sit down and chat about stuff i love it i could do it all day so don't, do not worry about that oh my gosh yeah just get me talking about music and marketing and all that i'll i'll never shut up but um <laughs> anyways what i'm trying to say we need to start to adapt and um trying to kind yeah. of hold on to the old ways of things you know because if people are like it's always been like that and it's always going to be like this and it's never going to change mm. i'm like welcome to the 21st century where nothing stays yeah. the same <laughs> and it might not be nice and it might not be nice here but it is it is the truth that is the way it is unfortunately for some people but it is it is yeah um then i'm gonna ask you one last question before i let you go because like the internet is all weird and kind of <laughs> <you know? laughs> I'm not keeping up, but uh, yeah, that's just how it is with technology uh, and Zoom. But um, I think at what time is it? Everyone's on the internet at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, remember all the uh, <laughs> everyone's just turned Netflix on now, so it's like, come on, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're geeking up about music, and so are you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what what advice would you give someone that's kind of struggling with their songwriting or to put out music, and you know, it's kind of new to all this like songwriting? Thing. um i think there's a few things i think just do it mm-hmm. is the main one is you're your own worst enemy with overthinking and is it going to be good enough and i don't know or comparing yourself to the song like that's a huge one that's one of the worst things you can do because you don't know how long they've been doing it there they could have complete you know do not compare don't judge yourself just do it write the songs and i think most people you, I think I think everyone has an already quite a good kind of um, quality control in their own head. I think a lot, no matter if you've been writing songs for a year or ten years, you'll know if it's a good song mm-hmm. a lot of the time, mm-hmm. or if it's got if it's got something good, you'll you'll know and trust that instinct. But I think just do it, yeah. and um, and then also I think just just find what you love about music and songs mm-hmm. and really look at that and, and, and think why do I love that particular song or that style and then and then and then use that you know assess what what makes you feel in music whether it's sadness or happiness and then and and and, and use that but I think main thing just do it yeah. just do it write the songs just do it mm-hmm. and you'll get better as well that's another one yeah. the more you write the better you get it's, yeah. it's sometimes it's a bit of a weird when you think well if I just keep writing them, they're gonna they will they, you'll get better. <laughs> yeah. Um and and also I think last one is um 
write with other people. That is my moment. I became so much of a better writer when I started writing with other people. Mm-hmm. Just learning things and being in a room and being out of vibe with other people is huge. Yeah. Like I much prefer writing songs with other people than by myself now. Um, so yeah, find other songwriters as well. No, that's really good advice. That's a perfect way to end it. <laughs> that's great. Like that's you know that's that's I agree. I totally agree with that. Mm. So, um, I just want to acknowledge you for putting out great music, for you know pushing through, and you know we're just all trying to figure things out and try to do our best yeah. here. And uh, we're all just we're all just we're all on this mad little mad little journey together, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so that's why I appreciate, you know, people like you that are really just so just upfront and honest and just so easy to go. You just hang out with and talk and, you know, just being creative. And like you said, just do it, just get it out. So thank you for putting out awesome music. Like your songs are already thank on you. my playlist for sure. So thank you. Thank you so much. Um, Absolute pleasure. Thanks. Sir. Yeah. Uh, where can people find you? Where where is like the best place to check you out? Um, music wise, Spotify, yeah. Apple Music, everywhere, mm-hmm. every streaming site. Mm-hmm. Um, social media wise, Instagram's my main one. Um, mm-hmm. Although <laughs> when you did message me to come on the podcast, yeah. your <laughs> your DM sat in my indirects for about three months and I didn't see it. So. Um, yeah. Need to check that random folder with all the message requests more. But um, yeah. Instagram's kind of my the kind of the social media where I kind of kind of affiliate myself, affiliate myself with the mouse. So yeah, um, that would be where to check my social media on Instagram. But apart from that, yeah, Spotify, mm-hmm. all the streaming platforms, Isaac Tyler, yeah. all my stuff's there. Is it is it Isaac Tyler music or just Isaac, uh, Isaac Tyler? Uh, so my social media is Isaac Tyler music, and then obviously the streaming of the artist and stuff is just Isaac Tyler. And that's the one. Perfect. Yeah, I'll link everything up so people will have. No Thank you. Finding you. Um, so um, I didn't have any t- problem finding you on Spotify either. Uh, iTunes was all- good. <laughs> uh, that's good. Um, and plus, I'll link everything up. So if there's anything you want to listen to, all the music, all this uh, Instagram is all linked up. So um, it'll, you know, all good. So thank you so much for being on here. Spot on. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. It's nice to. Um, yeah, I haven't geeked out about music in a while, so it's yeah. it's. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for. Thank you so much for listening to the Musician Secrets Podcast. You've officially made it to the end. I hope you got to learn something new. If you did, feel free to share this with someone who could benefit from this as well. I'd love to hear from you and answer as many questions of yours as possible. You can do that by joining my email list at alicekoa.com connect. You can tell me your thoughts, questions, and progresses you've made, and I'll keep you updated on the podcast and my upcoming projects. Does that sound fair? awesome then sign up down below i'll talk to you soon bye